The lesson we're discussing was the Mishnah and Ayn Bet Amud Bet told us if someone stole and slaughtered or sold based on two witnesses and they were caught lying, what would be the deen? The deen is that they have to pay everything. If two witnesses said he stole, another two witnesses said that he sold and slaughtered, each one has to pay something different. If the first ones were were caught lying, then the entire testimony is invalid. And we saw the famous mahlukah between Abaye and Rabbah in regards to a false witness. At what point does he become invalid to testify? Abaye says retroactively, from whenever he lied under oath, at that point he becomes a rashani, and his testimonies from now on is no good. And anything that he testified about from that point forward is no good. Rabbah says when they caught him in court, from that point forward, he's considered pasul aidut. And we said the halachas like Abaye in six places, and this is one of them. And with that, we're going to start Ayin Gimel Amud Aleph, eight lines in, by the two dots where it says Tenan. We learned in our Mishnah, Ganav al If two people said this person stole something, Vetavahu Machar al and the same two people said he slaughtered or sold it, Venim Min, we found out they're lying, Mishal Min, they have to pay everything. My love, are we talking about Shayidu ala Geneva, Vehazru Vehidu ala Teviha? Are we talking about that they first testified that he stole, then they came back a different time and they said that he slaughtered it? Vehuzemu ala Geneva, Vehazru Vehuzmu ala Teviha. And then they caught them lying on the theft and they and we caught them lying on the slaughtering. Now, the Isal Kadataklema Freonifsal. Now, if you want to say that this Aid who was caught lying, he becomes pasul retroactively to the to whenever he lied under oath. Then Hane, these aidim who were caught lying on the stealing kevandi zamul Once they were caught lying on the uh, the stealing part, then we realize retroactively that when they lied about the slaughtering. They were technically pasul from testifying about the slaughtering. They were already pasul then. So, why do they have to pay the times four times five on the slaughtering? So, the Gemara explains, What are we talking about? Now, you're talking about a situation where they were caught lying about the slaughtering. So, let's say they found the animal first. And then they found out that he didn't steal it. The Gemara says, Amre, okay, but uh, they said, Sof, sof, ki hadre mitzame agneva, iglam milta dechia sadu, tevicha psulinavu. Okay, fine, no problem. So let's say they were caught lying about the, the slaughtering. But then, when we caught them lying about the stealing, retroactively, whatever they said about the slaughtering doesn't count. They were pasul already. So, amay mishalmeh tevicha, so why are they paying on the slaughtering? And the Gemara ends off, Vihilcheta, Heidu Bebata Hat, Vihuzmo. So the Gemara ends off now. So what are we talking about? The real Perush of the Mishnah is where they they uh, testified about the stealing and the slaughtering at once. And then we caught them lying first on the slaughtering and then on the stealing. So the Gemara asks, Lema Ketana, it sounds this Mahlukit between Rabban and Abaye is the same as the Mahlukit of, of the Tana, even the following Brayta. If two witnesses are saying that he stole, and they're saying that he slaughtered, and they were caught lying about the stealing, testimony that's been partially found invalid, the whole thing is invalid. 
but if they were caught lying on the slaughtering, he has to pay the double because he stole. And they have to pay times three, whatever it is, to the uh, to the ganav that they were trying to pull it out of him. And that's That's only if it was two separate uh, testimonies about hat. But if the witnesses testified in one and one time about everything. A testimony that's partially invalid, the whole thing is invalid. And the Gemara tries to understand Rabbi Yosim. What does that mean, two testimonies? And what's one testimony? If you want to say when we, uh, that two testimonies means two groups, Reuven and Shimon about the theft, Levi and Yehuda about the Shaita, and Be'aidut Ahat, meaning Be'kat Ahat Be'zeacharzeh, and when we say one testimony is one group, Reuven and Shimon coming about the theft, and then Reuven and Shimon coming back about the, the slaughtering, well, we have a problem. Did Rabbi Yossi really say with one testimony, meaning it's one group coming again and again? They're coming first about the, about the stealing, then they're coming about the slaughtering. And the halacha is going to be, And is, does it make sense to say that if they're caught lying about the slaughtering, they're going to be retroactively invalid in regards to the stealing. Does that make sense? Where do you even get that from? Where does that idea even come up? Rather, you have to say that Rabbi Yossi was talking about and what he meant was one testimony like two testimonies. What are we talking about? The same two people. And they come once, and then they come again. First they come about the stealing, then they come about the slaughtering. And in that type of case, Rabbi Yossi says, you don't say what, if it's partially invalid, the whole thing is invalid. But if it's one testimony at once, then no. Meaning if they came once, and they were saying, oh, that he stole this, and he stole this, then even if it's partially invalid, the whole thing is invalid. Now that's a VOC, Hachamim, they argue on a VOC, they hold that even if it's one testimony at once, if they're invalid on the slaughtering, they're not invalid on the stealing. And in the Betta Midrash, they wanted to say that both Rabbi Yossi Rabbanan hold that if someone says something right after he said something else, it's all connected, it's one long thing. And my love, isn't the mahloka between them is that the Rabbanan hold that from here on out he becomes invalid. And since they invalidate a person from that moment where the, the, the new witnesses come in, they're telling them they're false witnesses in regards to the slaughtering. Okay, they were caught lying on that. Agneva lo mitazme. The witnesses didn't come and discuss anything about the stealing. Therefore, lo itazum. They're not considered false witnesses in regards to the stealing. However, Rabbi Yossi held that he that a false witness becomes invalid retroactively. And since when the witnesses come in, they invalidate the, the old witnesses retroactively. When, the, when they find them f- to be false witnesses and invalidate them, it's also on the stealing.
Why? Because it's all one big testimony. So that's the mahlogu between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbanan. Everyone holds what they say is one long thing. It's just that according to Rabbanan, it's from here on out, according to Rabbi Yossi, retroactively. Now the problem is, we want to say that this is the same mahlokit as Abayin Rabbah. Rabbi Yossi Rabbanan, same mahlokit as Abayin Rabbah. The problem is, Abaye sounds like he's arguing on Rabbanan. He said retroactively, they say from here on out. So the Gemara responds, Amre, no. The Gemara explains. Now, if everyone held that, what if saying something after you said something is all connected, everyone would say that retroactively is invalid like Abaye. And Rabbanan would also agree to that. And they would also say that if a little bit of the testimony was invalid, the whole thing is invalid. Over here, the mahlokit is in regards to saying something after you said something. Is it considered one long thing or do we split it? Rabbanan hold that when you say, when you say one thing after another, it's not considered one long thing. They hold the testimony in regards to the stealing and the slaughtering is two different uh, testimonies. And Rebiyosi held that when saying something in such a short time of something else, it's all connected. And therefore, when they're caught lying on the slaughtering, they've been invalidated in regards to the stealing also. Now the question is, does Rabbi Yossi really hold that when you say things in a short amount of time of each other, it's considered one long thing? But we learned in regards to a person who put an animal that's holy next to two animals. One of them is an Ola, one of them is a Shelamim. And he said, He said, this is uh, redeemed, meaning I'm transferring the Kedushah from this animal to the to, uh, to the Ola one, to the Shelamim one. So, Harezo Temurat Ola, the Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Meir says, we go by the first thing the person said, Tfos Lashon Rishon, we go by the first thing the person said, We it's uh, it's considered an Ola. Rebbe Yossi Omer, Im if his intention from the beginning was to say this holy animal is half Ola, half Shelamim, since there's no way of saying two things at once, so then whatever he said stands, and this animal is half Ola, half Shilamim, you gotta let it graze till it gets hurt, and sell it, and with half the money by Ola, half the money by Shilamim. Now, let's say a person said, this is gonna be transferred for an Ola, and then after a certain amount of time, he changed his mind, and then he said, no, instead of Shalim, Temurat Ola. Okay, so this is going to be instead of an Ola. Vehavinan Ban, we asked the question, Nimlach Peshita. Okay, if a guy changed his mind, okay, uh, it's obvious we go by the first thing he said, not the second thing he said. The Amar of Papa, no, what Rabbi Yossi was trying to say is, Nimlach Betoch Kede Dibur Kaminan. He changed his mind in a short amount of time. The amount of time it takes to talk. And what Rabbi Yossi was trying to say, that if a person changed his mind in a short amount of time, still, it's not like it's one long thing. And we go by the first thing he said. So you see, Rabbi Yossi holds that Tokke de Dibur is not Kedibur Dami. So which one is it? 
So Amre the Gemara explains Teretoch Kedeh Dibur There's two types of Kedeh Dibur. Had Kedeh Shelat Almid One of them is the amount of time it takes a student to greet his rabbi. Shalom Alech Rabbi Mori forwards. Had Kedeh Shelat Harav Latamid. And the other one, the other type, is the amount of time it takes a rabbi to greet his students, which is just Shalom Alecha two words. So now Kilet Le Rabbi Yosi Kedeh Shelat Almid Larav. When Rabbi Yossi does not have Tokkedibur, that's the amount of time it takes a student to say hello to the rabbi, which is too long, which is four words. Shalom Alecha Rabbi Umori. That's four words. Then Afish, it's too big. So, okay, if they, it took you more than those, uh, the amount of time it takes to say those four words, then okay, then it, it, you can't, we don't uh, connect it with the first thing. We don't say you changed your mind. However, the amount of time it takes a rabbi to greet a student, which is just Shalom Alecha. Then itle. Then Rabbi Yossi does have this concept of toke de dibur, ke dibur. He'll say it's all connected, or you changed his mind. And before, when he said toke de dibur counts, that's where in just the amount of time it takes to say two words. And when he said it does not work, that's the amount of time it takes to say four words. And the Gemara brings another another halacha that Rabbi said in regards to false witnesses. Witnesses that were first contradicted and then they were proven to be false witnesses, they get killed. Why? Because we're going to say the contradiction is the beginning of finding them false, it's just we didn't finish yet. And Amaraba Mena Aminala and Rabba saying, Where do I know this from? The Tanya, because we have a Braita. Me'idan, you really have to switch it to Me'idenu. We testify that this person blinded his slave's eye and then he knocked out his tooth. And we know the rule that if uh, if a master does this to a slave, he goes the slave goes out free. The thing is, once he blinded him, he's now considered a free man. So when he knocked out his tooth, he now has to pay this free man for the tooth he knocked out. It makes sense for the for the master to, to, to go by this testimony. I think I'll explain this in a second. And we ended up finding out that they're lying. Then So they end up having to pay the worth of an eye to the slave. Now, this Braita as is doesn't make sense because, hey, Chidami, what are we talking about? We're going to leave the Braita as is. There's no other witnesses that came in. Then it doesn't make sense. They have to pay for the slave's eye. They have to give that money to the slave. After they let him go out free because of the eye, they have to pay him for the eye. That doesn't make sense. Opposite, they have to pay for the tooth. And not only that, Really, you'd have to pay for the entire slave to the master. They were trying to make this master lose a slave. And the third problem is because the master wants to say this, meaning he's okay with this. Really, does the master want the, the slave going out free? So the, we, we see that there's too many questions on the Braita. The Braita, as is, can't, doesn't make sense. And Allah, rather, you have to say, You have to say that there's two witnesses came to Betin, and they said, And Simet, I know. He first knocked out his tooth, and then he blinded him. 
The master owes the, the slave, or now the free man, the worth of his eye, because when he, when he was set free when he knocked out his tooth, now you belong to the, the free man's eye, you have to pay for the eye. Now, so now, what ends up happening is an, another group of witnesses come, another two witnesses come, and they say, no, no, it was the opposite. It was first his eye, then the tooth. The law by the metav the ela the mission you only have to pay for the tooth. They come hashel le come elim siay. So now you have contradicting testimonies between the first group and the second group. Okay, what happened first was the the, the the knocking out of the tooth or was it the blinding of the eye? Behindu shahare harav omer ken. And now we understand what the, the, it's good for the rabbi to say this. Meaning he'd rather the second group the the nihale be my He likes what they say. Because paying for a tooth is a lot less than paying for an eye. Now it says, I mean, it says in the Braita, they were found, that means a third group of witnesses came in and said, You're lying, meaning who's lying? The middle group is lying. And therefore, the middle group has to pay the worth of an eye to a slave because that's what they wanted him to lose. So what do you see? That contradicting is the beginning of invalidating. Now, Abaye doesn't like this perush where we're talking about the first group, a second group, and a third group. Rather, Abaye says we're talking about one, one set of witnesses come in. They say A happened first, B happened second. And another group comes in and says, no, B happened first, A happened second, and you guys weren't even there. You were in a different country when all this was happening. So what comes out of this is that the slave automatically goes out free. The question is, what is he supposed to get paid, for a tooth or for an eye? So we're going to say, according to the second group, he was supposed to get an eye, which is more expensive. And according to the first group, he was supposed to get the money for a, te- for a tooth, which is less. And they tried to make him lose out an eye. And that's why they have to pay him more. And Abay explains, Mimai, why am I saying this? Why am I flipping the Braita? Because, because the Sefa of that Braita is talking about a situation where they where they flip, meaning the second set of witnesses come in and say, no, this, it wasn't A first, B second, it was B first and A second. And if that's the way we're explaining the Sefa, then Resha Nami, also in the Resha, we have to explain, we're talking about a situation where they flipped what the first group was saying, and they said, hey, by the way, you weren't even there. The Katane Sefa, because we're saying the Sefa of that Braita, says, We're testifying that this person knocked out his slave's tooth and knocked out his eyes. This is what the slave wants to say. And if we found that these witnesses were false, they have to pay the worth of an eye to the master. What are we talking about? If the second set of witnesses deny the whole damage, then they really have to pay the entire worth of the slave to the master because they tried to set him free. Ela peshita. Rather, you have to say we're talking about the kamoduka Everyone agrees. First set of witnesses, second set of witnesses. Everyone agrees that he that the master damaged the slave. 
So we're talking about a situation where they flipped what happened and then they told him, hey, you weren't there. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.